podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Hello and thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Welcome to yet another episode of In That Number. Me and the Moscow Mish will do our best to break down all the action from yesterday's game against West Ham, and then we'll look ahead to next week's trip to Villa Park. So let me bring him in. Kevin, how are you today? All right, Ray. <laughs> a little bit worse for wear. It's been a tough week in work and in politics. But, uh... Yes, yeah. Not a lot to look forward to for the rest of the year, is there? No, but uh, luckily there's not much left of the year. Well, I'm, I'm also thinking into 2020 as well. It's not this looking mm. quite bleak, isn't it? But um, anyway, are you getting into the Christmas spirit? As I say, with my head <laughs> hanging down low, just trying to pick ourselves up from yesterday. Uh, yeah, I decorated the, the tree yesterday. Um, that is fun. And yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to be done by the end of the year. So it's all, it's all fine enough. It's and of course, enough. you're heading over to the UK, aren't you? So. That's right. This time next week, uh, I'll be in London. Yep. Probably sinking a pint somewhere. Well, I'll be disappointed if you're not. Mm. Um, yeah, so on that, next week you're obviously in, in London, as you say. So we're not going to be doing our usual recording and we won't have the Aston Villa game to talk about, but instead we're going to have a Christmas special episode for you next week. Um, where we'll be joined uh, by not one, but two fantastic guests. We have managed to get Freddie from The Ugly Inside and Matt Markstone from Southampton Delivery. So, yeah, don't miss that one. We're going to um, we're, we're be a little bit Christmassy with that one and um, do something a little bit different and hopefully a little bit of fun and you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Let's talk of the football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, we're going to go into the news. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news then. I, w- I just want to start with something for you, Kevin. Um, WADA has announced their decision to give Russia a doping ban and they will miss four years of sporting competitions. That includes the 2020 Olympics and the World Cup of 2022. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Wow, okay, that's the boat from the blue. Um, yeah, I'm... In my opinion, I think it's fair. I don't think the um, 
Russian anti-doping agencies really been complying with it at all. Uh, but my feeling is that um, the Court of Arbitration for Sport will let a lot of uh, competitions go ahead. That we'll probably see Russia at the World Cup in Qatar. Um, all of those UEFA games are going to be going ahead. Russia qualified for the Euros. That's not going to change. So yeah, I think it's a, like another bit of a cop out. It's a difficult one, of course. But um, yeah, not a popular decision here, obviously. But I think there's a lot of heads in the sand. Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, slightly more good news, I guess. Uh, Ramalan Mitchell signed his first pro contract on Tuesday of this week. Um, as you remember, he arrived at Saints from Birmingham. The same day as we signed Shea Adams. So, and he only just, only just turned 17 this month as well, so watch the space wow. on that one. So, yeah, he could, could, be a, could be a good player. Let's hope, anyway, because Lord knows we need some good news now. We do. Um, and off of more good news, <laughs> uh, Saints under-18s advanced to the next round of the FA Youth Cup with a comprehensive 3-1 away victory against Bristol Rovers. So, well done, lads. I saw the um, one of the goals in that game as well. It was really well taken. Get him in the first team. Mm. Um, Kevin, yeah, Pellegrini. Uh, his job was on the line before he visited St Mary's. But it's not now, is yeah, it? I was say, you think it's going to be safe now because we've we've all we've been saying for weeks that that's you know if you can't if you can't beat Saints, then you should be sacked. So Pellegrini, safe. You had imagined. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I think I think he's a good manager, but I think he's just um, had an unlucky run of form. But uh, yeah, I don't see any other manager getting them out of it. I, I don't know if you remember what I said last year about West Ham, saying that yeah, I mean, he's a good manager. He, he's got some good players there. They spent a lot of money, but they're a weird side, aren't they? they? They shouldn't be where they are. He's a good manager. They've got some good players, and yet they seem to be down the bottom of the table all the time. I, I struggle with West Ham. One of those teams I that I never seem to be able to judge around. They had a pretty good start to the season. I mean, I, I made. Um, I think they were one of my teams to, you know, break those Europa League spaces. I look like a right idiot now, but um, at the beginning of the season, they looked pretty much odds on, didn't they? Yeah, funny league this year. Really, really funny. It's like uh, Chelsea having a having a bad start with that four 0 loss to United, and then they picked it up again. Everyone says Lampard's brilliant, and now they seem to be struggling again. Man United don't know what team they are, going for a bit of a good spell, and then. You know, they turning out to be bad again. I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. The only one that seems to be, you know, doing is good is Liverpool. Oh, and Leicester, I suppose. But again, you know, they slipped up yesterday. So really, really weird, weird season. Yeah. Um, some sad news. Um, Jim Smith passed away on Tuesday. Former assistant with with Harry Redknapp at Saints and Portsmouth. And yeah, it's very sad news. I remember him from his days when he was managing Derby. He's, That's right. Yeah, mm. likeable, funny, old school coach. And actually, Harry described him as his best ever signing. I bet Nico, oh, right. Nico Cranchard was a bit upset about that one. No one could Yeah. Um, and the last bit of news I have, I just wanted to say well done to Fraser Forster. I've uh, got his hands on some silverware, Kev. Um, as Celtic side won their fourth consecutive League Cup with a 1-0 win over rivals Rangers. And Forster was man of the match, I believe. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm told he was he was fantastic in that game. It's brilliant, yeah. Saving penalties, shots, everything. Like, just, yeah, at the top of his game. Like the, like the phrase that we 
remembered from a few seasons ago. Yeah, well done. Good luck to him. And uh, we actually, I put a poll out with the uh, uh, highlights of, of that match. Okay, um, three options. Um, yes, bring him back. No, stick with Maka. Or no, bring back Gun. And uh, bring him back at 49% of the vote. Mm. It's a popular choice, but apparently Ralph said that, um, that he's pleased for him, but uh, doesn't regret the decision no. to loan him out and that he can stay there to the end of the season. You know, if I'm honest, Kev, I agree with him. I know he's I playing well, but, I mean, so is Maka. He's playing yeah. well, and he's not the problem in the Saints team. So, and when you, you know, when he got sent out on loan, we had an, um, Angus Gunn, who wasn't playing as bad as he as he was, and we had McCarthy. So there was a lot of, you know, challenge for places. So I don't, I don't disagree with it. But I just think it's such a shame that we've got a clearly brilliant player potentially, who's apparently our highest paid player, and uh, he's off doing wonderful things, not for us. Yeah, you're right. It is sad. It's just the way that this club's been run over the last few years. Oh, yeah. Um, right, OK, so we're going to go into the into the game from yesterday. Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. OK, so West Ham yesterday. We have to go into this shit show from yesterday. Just horrible game, a horrible display... It's not looking good, Kevin. And like we're running out of those so-called easy games now. This December is running out, and we're not picking up enough points. It's back to square one again. Completely. But yeah, we're, we're just so inconsistent um, at the moment. Um, not just from game to game, but even within games. Um, Newcastle, we looked for a better team for almost all of it, and still managed to lose. And this one was kind of reverse of it. First half, we were nowhere really. Definitely picked up towards the second half. It just wasn't enough. And uh, yeah, I think we were lucky it did finish 1 0 because uh, I think that scoreline does really flatter us in a way. Possibly, yeah. But I mean, just saying what you said there, you, you, you're, you're spot on. It's like the inconsistencies in game as well as you know, from game to game. I mean, you can go back as far. As the Arsenal game where we played well, should have won, and then you've had the, the, you know the back-to-back home wins against Watford and Norwich, won, but you know we didn't put up 90 minutes of pure you know fantastic football, got over the line, and let's face it, we accept it because we've got six points out of it, and then the, the trip to Newcastle, yes we lost, but there was encouraging signs, and yesterday yeah it just I just don't think it was good enough on the whole, so we just don't know what Saints is going to turn up from game to game, do we? Not even in, from half to half. It's just, it's so frustrating at the moment. Yeah. Life of a Saints fan. Um, anyway, so we lost 1-0, as you know. Sebastian Haller with his goal, what's his, two months without a goal. So I suppose coming against Saints, stamp it, you know you're going to score. Um, I'll go through the, the unchanged 11 with you. It was McCarthy, Cedric, Stevens, Bednarik, Bertrand, uh, Gineppo, Ward-Prowse, Hoiberg, Redmond, Ings and Long up front in a 4-4-2. To say it was unchanged and it, and it matched West Ham's formation. Um, yeah, any complaints with that? No, no I think it, it worked for the few before that. I think we'd be saying the same thing, that we used to find his best 11 and kind of stick with it. 
tinker only when really bad performances or injuries. And yeah, I don't. I mean, Redmond wasn't wonderful against Newcastle, but I think he's still one of our better players on this day. Yeah, Cedric, he decided to stick with. I can probably see that becoming a common theme. Um, Armstrong comes back from injury though. Yep. Yeah, Armstrong was on the bench, you're right. Um, Valerie didn't actually make the bench today, so he was recovering from a virus. Mm. So he was seen in Buddha Lounge last night having a few jars. Really? He was supposed to be recovering from a virus, and he was out of an, out on the piss, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're doing that in the middle of a crowded Southampton City Centre, then fucking hell, man, what are you doing? Yeah. You're supposed to be... But then I've heard someone say that he was... He did have a virus, and he was recovering... But he just was not fit enough to make the bench. So, um, so we'll, we'll go into the game. And do you know, I was watching this game a bit later because I was out. I was taking my girl to the theatre last night, so I had it recording. So I didn't go to the game and I didn't watch it live. So I watched it when I got home. What did you watch? Um, we went to see a musical, Cinderella. Uh huh. It was a modern take on Cinderella, but um, yeah, it was um, it's good fun. She loved it. So yeah, hmm. it was better than the football. Let's put it that way. Um, so I come back and watched it afterwards, and the, the, the thing that stuck out when they when I was watching the commentary, the, 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 he says Saints is the one that they've had the most wins against, and I thought, well, oh, there we fucking go. Mm. <laughs> That's just put me on a downer. And then two minutes in, West Ham had the ball in the net. Yeah, okay, it was clearly offside, but it was still a worry, and you can take that as a warning. But did they? Did they fuck? Did they fuck? No. You know, Fournell's had the effort straight away. Cedric did well, actually, in that block. And it actually, the, the stats came up after the first 10 minutes because it was so... We were so slow to start the mm. game. And they had 82% in the first 10 minutes. Not Yeah, so we were just sitting back and just, like... Why, why are we not starting? Is, it, is this just a, a confidence thing? Why are we not starting well at home? But being that we're coming off the back of two home wins and West Ham are struggling as well, why are we not taking the game to them? Why are we not going at them? Um, is this a player thing or a Ralph thing? I don't know. I, I, this is the question for Ralph, isn't it, really? I mean, earlier on in the season, we've seen them um, getting off the blocks quickly and making a strong start and falling flat at the end. But, yeah, that first half was just a write-off, really, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we do get our one shot on target for the first half in the 13th minute but it's not really a huge challenge for Martin for uh, Dong's header mm, that's right yeah um, and they had a VAR penalty shout in the first half as well like Bertrand was crashing into Halla. like yeah, yeah. I mean I, would, I was a little bit shocked that they didn't give that to be honest because it was just a bit foolish well, it's sort of at the same time. It's just a kind of car crash, really. Everyone bumps into each other because you've got um, Antonio and Bednarik sort of wrestling each other. Bednarik's got his arm around him with, for a little cuddle. Um, whether he brings him down or not, it was just a collision. To be honest, um, when I saw it live, I didn't think it was a penalty. I was surprised it went to VR. I was expecting it to, um, to go against us because I was just that pessimistically set up. <laughs> But uh, it didn't. I think if the referee hadn't given it, then I don't think there was enough in it for VAR to overturn it. They wouldn't do that, would they? No. I mean, I like you when I saw it live. But when I saw, well, I saw it the, the first time, I thought that's not a penalty. And I watched the replay, saw it was going to VAR, and I thought they're going to overturn it. They're going to overturn it because it was just stupid more than mm. anything. And I thought that would be a punishment for it. But yeah, we, we were lucky. And then 
Do you know, I was writing some notes down as I was watching the game, and I've just got, you know, no space, struggling to create. Yeah. No movement again. But ten minutes left in the first half, we seemed to have a little bit more of the ball, and there was that little bit more urgency. And then, just as I said that, boom, West Ham get the goal. So the guy who can't buy a goal, you know, comes up with something. Um, what, what happened there? Did they just fall asleep? Because like, Mikel Antonio was chasing that ball down, and it was it was almost off the off the field, wasn't it? Very very close. Pulls the yeah. Back and you know, I mean, I need to look at the goal again and a little, you know, a couple more times. But how did he have so much space in the box? Oh, this is a good question. I think we've just been um, caught off guard. I mean, when um, Antonio has has the ball, that I thought it went out and play, and. Um, yeah, the whole of the Saints' defence seemed to think the same. Mm. Uh, but their arms are kind of switching off, not playing to the whistle. And then, yeah, I mean, he sends that uh, ball in to Snodgrass, chips it over. I mean, it just all seems to happen so quickly that it just com- confused everyone. Yeah. Um, Hoiberg, a little bit loose, maybe? Yeah, I mean, he, he has a pretty off just before that goal um, he had a really poor touch to uh, give it away um, just yeah I, I wasn't impressed with him at all no actually I want to I want to talk about Hoy there because I, I've got here his first half was just absolute crap not not even the second half but I've just just written here that I, I don't remember a successful forward pass Everything goes backwards with him. And I know a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, if there's no space, there's no one around, then you can't pass it forward. But in fact, if you look at the, some of the options that he had, he goes backwards all the time when he doesn't need to, especially in that game. And when he, and when he tried to, he gave it away. I mean, he tried this stupid little flick over the top that went nowhere. Mm. And I remember an occasion as well where Jack Stevens had the ball. No one around him, no one pressuring him. Hoiberg comes back and he's got his hands up saying, give me the ball, give me the ball. He drops back, he gets the ball off of Stevens, and he turns it back, turns around and passes it back to him again. It's like, what the fuck was that for? What are you doing? Yeah. It's like there was nothing there. He was doing absolutely nothing for this team at the moment. He was lazy in the tackles. Um, and I don't think he was close enough to Haller for that first goal. So, yeah, really, really shocking and disappointing performance from our captain. Just not good enough. No, I mean, he gets that yellow card early on, and I think he's got to be a bit cautious from then on, but even yeah. so. Yeah, but you need, you're one nil down. You've got to make something happen, and he's not doing it. It's, oh. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we were so lucky to, again, <laughs> be one nil down at half-time. Yeah, you're right. And then, yeah, Romeo comes on. That's right, half-time. yeah. Romeo comes on for Redmond, doesn't he? And they switched uh, Gineppo to the left. Um, and Long went out wide, so it looked like a four-three-three then. Mm. Um, but the bottom line is, like Romeo was was on to protect the back four, and you know to be stable. Just get, and it, also that what that did is it gave Browski the freedom to roam higher, and it looked like it was working at a certain at a certain point. Yeah, it's a confusing um, decision, but it kind of, I didn't understand it, but it, it made perfect sense when you saw it. And um, yeah, Romeo was um, was was. Pretty good yeah. getting forward. He was because yeah. there was. I mean, there wasn't much creativity in midfield, um, and he was there lumping balls up um, and causing trouble. So yeah, yeah, it did seem to work. I agree. Um, for a little bit, um, they seemed more sprightly. Anyway, it seemed to 
maybe something clicked that they thought, you know, fuck, we're 1-0 down here, we need to win this. Um, and then, again, as soon as I write a positive thing down, something negative happens, and then the, the, the Antonio goal, um, that wasn't, which would have killed it, um, it's a great decision, handball, and VAR to the rescue again. Yeah, it wasn't the first time he'd handballed it in that match. Um, no. I think he said in the interview afterwards that his, his arms are like magnets and just managed to... Yeah, ball manages to stick to it. So yeah, unfortunate, but you know, handball's a handball. That's right. It's the rules of the game. But um, nevertheless, I mean, we we just had problems dealing with him all day. And actually, mm-hmm. um, Bednarik had a shocker. Yeah. Uh, he, he was just he just couldn't deal with him. And Stevens wasn't much better. Um, but that's all credit to him. Um, Antonio oh. had a good game. Um, and and Gineppo, uh, we, we saw, like, in the Newcastle game that he wasn't... I mean, we, we mentioned it last week that he, he didn't get involved enough. I mean, I, I, he was pretty much in, invisible in that first half. But as soon as they switched him to the left, he did find a little bit of space. Um, and he, he looked like he was getting involved a little bit more. Yeah, I think maybe that is an option for Ralph to um, maybe rest Redmond and stick Gineppo on the left. Well, especially with the, with the Christmas fixtures coming up, that we're mm-hmm. going to need a lot of rotation going on and... And you know we've got Buffal coming back in as well, so we need to make make sure we use all those options. Um, but we we did have a lot of possession at that point. Ings got involved. Um, he smashed the bar, and that was only from a half chance. I mean, it was just a brilliant strike, just turned and mm. brilliant, really good effort. Hit the bar, and then Long doing what he does best. Um, yep. You know, but it wasn't much of a ball, to be fair. No, but, um, no, yeah, no. doesn't get much in that rebound. Um, but yeah, that's when the sort of floodgates really opened for us, that, that, that last half hour. You, you could see them pushing, pushing, pushing. I thought, right, you, you know something's going to come with this. We're going to get something from this. Ings actually managed to get me excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, it hits every part of the woodwork. Yeah, hit the post later, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then that absolute screamer. Yeah, tell um, me about this. Like, what the fuck was that for? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was just... I, yeah, I, I, I created a, a very loud noise <laughs> in my flat, <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't believe. It. And the whistle went almost immediately, and I thought, "What the what the what the fuck for?" You know, yeah, he, I, he I, on, I generally on. don't know. Was it Ings? Or was it Gineppo? It was. A, yeah, it was a very weak uh, foul. That I can't remember who it was that Gineppo uh, fouls, but it's just light as it touches, um, and I think. The ref was playing the advantage because he thought West Ham could get to it until Ings managed to wrestle the ball off and um, take a shot pretty quickly. But I think that's massively unfair. I think we'd be robbed of a goal there. Yeah. And then, I mean, you look at it afterwards and think, OK, maybe a 1-1 would have done us there. Well, of course it would have done. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think West Ham are going to score another goal in that, in that sense. And I think we can shut... Well, I know as a Saints fans, we don't, really, we don't like to you know, shut up from that early. But being how the game turned out in the end, yeah, that goal was very, very costly. Um, mm. And then we saw we saw um, Armstrong come on for long. Yeah, I mean that was the 84th minute. So that's mm. the first, you know, yep. in-game change. Armstrong coming on to do absolutely nothing because he hasn't got the time or you know or the situation to to do anything about it. And then Adams comes on for Cedric, and they were going for it then. But was that too late? Yeah, I mean, that's why he doesn't have even 10 minutes to play. I mean, it's just, just mad. Poor lad. Yeah. Oh. I do feel sorry yeah. for him a little bit, but he does have that sniff, you know, on the turn, and he hesitates. 
doesn't hit it first time. And, you know, last season, Che Adams would have hit that without question. And that just goes to show that his you know, lack of confidence that he has right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not just him, is it? I mean, it's, it's the whole squad that we saw it from Redmond against Newcastle, Redmond in the, in the first half yesterday, just not making the right decisions in those split seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, I think I probably know the answer to this one, Kevin, but I'm going to ask, ask you anyway. Do you, do you think it was a fair result, one now? You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Um, where we the better team? No. No, but we should have had a goal. And But then the way so, that we yeah. played wasn't good enough to win a game or to get a point, maybe. No, I mean, I'd say based on the first half, I think West Ham, you know, they, they, they could have... Uh, a fair result would have been for them to get more than one goal. They're going to feel hard done by with that um, penalty decision going against them and that handball decision. Mm. Um we feel a bit aggrieved for Ings goals being disallowed. So, yeah. Fair reflection. Yeah. That's I fine. get it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, finished 1-0. Back-to-back losses again. And, of course, our typical home display. <laughs> Back to what we know best. So, another home loss. Uh, Kevin, uh, man of the match for you? Well, the only player who got me out of my seat was Danny Ings. So, he gets him. Well, I mean, I've got two. I've got McCarthy because he made those two mm-hmm. crucial saves. Um, and then, yeah, Ings' second half performance was good. He hit the crossbar at the post, had the ball in the net. I think if we were going to get the equaliser, there's no doubt it was coming from Ings. So I, like you, am going to give it to Danny Ings also. Mm. Um, well, let, let, let's try and, <laughs> and well, I say keep it positive. Let's try and make it positive, shall we? Um, so, yes, we're still in the drop zone. But we have a three-point gap over Norwich and a win over Villa next week, and we leapfrog them. But, you know, another crucial game, and can we do it on the road? Which brings us to our next game. Aston Villa, next Saturday, Saturday the 21st, 3pm kickoff. What can we expect from Villa, Kev? Probably the same as West Ham or Newcastle, but yep. team in poor run of form, going to... Put it off against us. Wesley's probably going to Yeah, score, <laughs> he's probably going to score. Yeah, you're right. Tom Heaton's probably going to score as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I don't know. What, 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 how do you see it? Well, happening? I mean, like you say, they're, having a really, they're on a bad run of form. Like that. December so far has just been awful for them. I mean, well, it started okay, I guess. I mean, they got a point at Old Trafford, but I mean, who doesn't these days? Um, mm. Followed by, you know, a loss to Chelsea, thumped by Leicester at home, and a, you know, beat by Sheffield United yesterday. Um, I, like West Ham, I struggle to figure out what sort of team they are because I mean they have an identical record to us. They'd like that. That's one four drawn three and lost ten, and obviously the goal difference is, is better than ours. But are they a Championship side? Um, probably. I mean. But they have spent a shitload of money in the summer, and yet they're, they're turning into another Fulham. And you would think, based on the team on paper, that they will say they have got enough. I mean, they bought Yotta, Wesley, cost 22 million quid, Matt Target, 11 and a half. Hustled him there, didn't we? Okay. Uh, Tyrone Mings, 20 million quid. Douglas Luis, 15 million quid. Tom Heaton, 8. Plus another 43 million 
on bit part players. You know, that's ridiculous for a team that's as low as they are. So, yeah, I, I don't know what Villa fans are expecting. When you spend that sort of mo- that sort of money, is that just to keep you in the league for one season? But it doesn't look like it's working. Uh, and, no. and, and yesterday I was looking at their um, their lineup that they played against Sheffield United, and they played a four three three. They got Wesley Algarzi and Grealish leading the line. So Grealish is going to be the one that we need to look out for because he's got one hell of a shot on him, and he likes to run at people. So I don't know. I mean, Kev, what would you change, or would you stick with the current lineup? Um, I mean, is Boothal back? Do we replace Redmond? Do we find a formation that frees up Browsey uh, a little bit more? Are you going to be bold or are you going to keep it? Um, I, I think, oh yeah, a bold one would be how we went out uh, in the second half against West Ham, uh, dropping Redmond, um, sticking Gineppo in his place, um, long the other side of Ings, and yeah, um, three in the middle. Yeah. With uh, Romeo Heidberg and Prowse, but, but yeah, is he going to be that? Is he going to ri- make that risk? And we've got also got to think about the fact that we're playing on the 21st against Villa away, and then we are away on Boxing Day five days later. And we then go to Chelsea, and then two days after that, we are, we're at home to Crystal Palace again. So, like we said before, squad rotation is going to be key here. Um, Romeo is going to be key. I think because if if we go yet on yesterday's second half performance, then he he, he played a you know a big part in that. James Ward Prowse is going to need to be energetic. So you imagine he's going to be playing two of those three. I mean, Kev, what would you do? I mean, in terms of like the Chelsea game, you got to look at that. Would you almost sacrifice that game and have you know a stronger side for Palace and, and for for Aston Villa? I'd probably say yes. Yeah. Because um, I think that Chelsea would probably be doing a similar thing to us. Um, and sorry, Villa have got to play Liverpool yes. before they play us on the Tuesday. That's that's true, yeah. So they might have um, a bit of squad rotation as well. Uh, yeah, I think they've got a bigger squad than us, haven't they? But you know, not necessarily the quality. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, uh, this time of year, it's always difficult to call with, with what you know what they're going to do with the team lineups. I mean, we could say. We could see uh, Danso in, we could see Yoshida have, have a few games, we could see, you know, that, that, that midfield three of Hoiberg, Ward-Prowse and Romeu are going to be crucial. We've got, we're going to have to use Gianepo, uh, Redmond and Buffao at some point, Long over Femi. Armstrong. Armstrong, yeah. Uh, the, and the only person that you think or you want or need to be starting all three of those close games is going to be Danny Ings. And considering the way that he plays might not be possible. Mm. Do you think um, Angus Gunn might make a comeback in one of those fixtures? I doubt it. I think Angus Gunn might play the um, FA Cup game, to be honest. Mm. I think he'll use him as his cup keeper. I mean, it's not going to be too taxing on McCarthy, is it, really? Well, it depends how many times he has to pick the ball out of the net, I suppose. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I imagine McCarthy, unless he's done anything completely, you know, terrible in this Villa game, I imagine it's battle free. Uh, but prediction for you, Kevin, in the Villa game. Um, okay, I'm going to be confident, and I think um, that our consistency is going to be the the good inconsistency this time, and we're going to get a win, classic two-one win. <laughs> okay, I actually had that a two-one, the same, but I had that before the West Ham game. 
So I'm going to change it now. And I don't, I just don't think we're creating enough. And I'm scared that this is the best we've got now. So I'm going to say a one-all draw. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean the bottom line is we can't lose to Villa, can we? No, I mean, this is one of the two... I mean, Hassan Hootel has said that we should judge him once we've played everyone. And Villa and Palace are the only two teams that we haven't played. True. So, um, yeah, by... Uh, in a fortnight's time, we will know, you know, how we've uh, played against the rest of the teams. And if we're in the relegation zone then, then it's, it's really not looking good for us. So, um, yeah, win over Villa. And I would say win over Palace as well. Those two both are must-win games. Absolutely, and I'll take a point at Stamford Bridge. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> OK, we're back with the Extra Time segment. Uh, firstly, let's look at predictions. So for the West Ham game, I went for a 2-1 Saints win and you went for a 1-1. So it's as you were, no points. So the scores remain 36-30 to you. Um, and Super 6, there's been two Super 6 since our last podcast. We had round 27 and that winner was Dan Buck with 17 points. Well done, Dan. Um, leaving the overall lead to Tony Randall with 234. And yesterday's round 28, the winner was Russ Sayers with 10. Um, and Tony Randall is hanging on there with 236 points. Two points ahead of second place Adam Darlington. So it's getting really, really close with these games coming up as well. I think we could have a new leader by the end of it. Uh, fantasy football, Kevin. Uh, yes, I actually forgot to make changes to my team. So I've got a few zeros in there. Uh, which is probably a fortunate thing. Uh, Perez and Tamori aren't playing. Triori was on the bench for me, so... Uh, Not a bad effort, Kev. Well done. <laughs> so it looks like I'm up to about 50 for the week. Your 50 shades of Che uh, have 36 points as we speak. Yeah, not not, not great. Difficult week. Yeah, it is. Again, I don't think I've made any poor decisions in terms of bench players. I think William scored three, so I could have had him on. Um, but other than that, it would only need a point or two here or, here or there. So there's not really much more I could have done this week. Nah, I mean, that, leaves, that puts you 33rd um, in the league. I thought I had a shitter, but I've seen to have moved up to 21st somehow. Oh, um, there's a lot of games today, so I mean, Everton and Man United have finished now. Um, and there's Wolves and Tottenham have finished now. Isn't there Brighton Palace on Monday Brighton as Palace well? Brighton Palace on Monday, yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, the Man, uh, sorry, Man City and Arsenal game on as we speak. Mm. So there's a lot of points to be had today. So whether that's going to... I mean, I don't think I've got many players. I mean, I've got I've got Wan Bissaka, Daniel James and Marcus Rashford who didn't do particularly well today. So It's difficult to call at the top of our league, though. Um, Lucy Hynance, Che, Dream Believers, uh, one point ahead of Stephen McCulloch's and Ralph Trust. Wow. And the two breakaway teams there. Yes, OK. So I want you to name all the football teams in the West Midlands. Oh, okay. Uh, Walsall. Yes. Uh, Wolves. Yes. West Brom. Yes. Villa. Yes. Birmingham City. Yeah. Um, are you counting Stoke? No. No. Coventry. Yes, that's it. Six. That's it. Okay, good. Wow. Um, are you ready for the next one? <laughs> yeah. There are seven. 
in Lancashire. Mm-hmm. Seven in Lancashire. Okay. Um, Bolton, Blackburn, Preston, Blackpool. Um, oh, Bury are dead, aren't they? Um, Bury Cow's great at Manchester. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, Sorry, there's eight. I haven't got Bolton written down. What a twat. Morecambe. Yep. Is there a big one in Burnley? Yeah. Oh, three more. Sorry, I thought you already said Burnley. Oh, fucking hell. I don't think I've been to any of these places. Uh, Rochdale? Is that in Yorkshire? No. Okay. Uh, you might have got me here. It's difficult. It's, it's, it's very crowded up there. Mm, I was trying to think of the non-crowded bit. Oh, oh Oldham. No, that's Greater Manchester. That's Is it? Yeah. Uh, no, go on. Accrington. All oh, right. And Fleetwood. Ah, yeah, Accrington beat Pompey, didn't they? Yeah. 4-1, wasn't it? 4-1, yeah. have to put that in there, yeah. You forgot it on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> yes, so I could bring that up. <laughs> okay, um... A Euro, where am I? Um, okay, Northern Europe. <laughs> this could be anything, really, couldn't it? Uh, knowing you, I don't know, Cork. No. Okay, population 626,000 or 1.6 metro. 626,000? Could that mm-hmm. be Copenhagen side? Nope. It's around about there. I'd say... Copenhagen would be about seven, six hundred, seven hundred thousand, possibly. Mm. I say I think of this city as a, probably about a city of about a million people. Okay. All right. Um, capacity of the stadium is sixty thousand four hundred and eleven. Oh, quite big in there. Gothenburg. No, God, I'd love it. It's quite a big stadium. Um, okay. And the nickname is the Hoops. Celtic. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't think of that. Oh, bloody yeah. hell. I didn't... Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking of, like, north-central Europe. <laughs> well, but, yeah, it's uh, another country in Europe, at least, seemed to be. So, yeah, okay. Right, okay. Nice one. Thank you for that. And, actually, I have a little something else for you, Kevin. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't, don't sound so scared. So, <laughs> I am going to say Merry Christmas in as many languages as I can, and you mm. have to decipher which language I'm trying to say it in. Okay. Are you up for that? Yeah. Okay, bear with me, because I can't speak these languages, so I might have to do it occasionally, you know, a couple of times. Right. I shall start with Vesela Koleda. That's Bulgarian. How did you know that? I studied Bulgarian. You bastard. How, did, <laughs> how, how did, I, did I have that all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. The next one is Bulldog Karaksonit. Bulldog Karaksonit. Okay. Uh, that's Hungarian. You're a twat. <laughs> yeah. How did you know that? Uh, yeah, I, I just know that. Um, I just, just do a bit of self study Hungarian. Wow. Bulldog Uyevet is uh, Happy New Year. Well done, Kevin. Um, next one? Yeah, sure. Kala Christoriana. Ooh. Say again? Kala Christoriana. I thought that'd be quite easy, that one. I don't think you're going to get the Bulgarian or the Hungarian. I thought you'd get this one straight away. Kala Kristoljena. No. That is Greek. Oh. Ah, I see. Kristoljena. See? Um, Mm. Next one. Goljol. Oh, that's Norwegian, right? It is Norwegian. They didn't Mm. fall for the Danish one. Wow. That's really good. Uh, Next. Motlu Noella. Um, Romanian? No. Motlu Noella. No. No, that is Turkish. Hmm. I'm probably pronouncing this all wrong. It's just probably me, not you. No, no, that sounds fun to me. Okay. Next one. Galayeli Yul. Galayeli Yul. Uh, 
is that Danish? It is Danish. I thought I knew you'd get like the Norwegian is Goljol and Danish Glæli Yol. So I thought you were going to get them confused. But yeah, well done. Uh, next, uh, Vesela Vanase. Mm-hmm. Vesela Vanase. Vanose. Um, quite the Slavic language, isn't it? Um, is it Slovak? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have that. It's Czech. Czech. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've got two more for you. Okay, next one is Sritan Bozic. That's a bit easy, that one. Oh, that's Serbian. Mm, I'll let you have that as well, I guess, but it's Croatian. Dark. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Vrolic Cursed Faced. Wow. Uh, cursed Faced. Vrolic Cursed Faced. Oh, it's, it's the Dutch. It is Dutch, yeah. Mm. Am I saying that uh, wrong? Uh, probably Kerstis. Yeah. I've, I've been studying Dutch this year. Oh, for uh, God's sake. <laughs> to try and get back to But yeah, anyway, that's it. Mm. Uh, oh, wonderful. Yeah, so you did very well there, even with my very poor pronunciation. So yeah, no, well done. Um, do you have a Russian phrase this week? Um, oh, okay. Um, we could have... Uh, go on, throw one at me. And I'll, I'll give um, how about, like, same again? For the performance. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, same thing would be Adno i Toja. Adno i Toja. Mm-hmm. And that, what does that mean? Same again? Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Um, Pretty apt, yeah. Uh, maybe Sturavno, Adno Gavno. Adno i Toja Gavno. Adno i Toja Gavno. Adno i Toja Gavno. Adno i Toja Gavno. Yeah. So, like, just the same shit. Same shit. <laughs> cool thank you um, right I think that is about it for this week Kevin yeah yeah <laughs> bit of a shit one I know um, but with the we'll result have, have a bit of fun next week though. yeah yeah exactly we'll have fun we've got um, yeah, as I said before we've got a Christmas special next week and we're joined by Freddie and Matt so we'll have some Christmas fun um, and then we'll be back to record on the 28th of December for our next game against Crystal Palace, which we are both going to. Yeah. So if you'd like to meet us up for a drink, let us know, and we can try and arrange something, because there's a lot of people that want to see you, Kevin. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Um, what, do I owe them money? <laughs> um, but actually, so the next time that we talk about football will be after the Palace game. So I am going to ask you now, Kevin, for your predictions quickly from for the Chelsea games and the Crystal Palace games over the Christmas period. So what have you got for Chelsea? I think it, they're going to win 2-0. I also think 2-0. Chelsea, you're saying, yes? Yeah. OK, and the Crystal Palace game? I think we, we're going to have to edge it 2-1. <laughs> that, that famous score. I'm going to go 1-0 Saints against Palace. A clean sheet. A clean sheet, yeah. We're going to do it. It's going to be a really, really cagey one, isn't it? They're both going to be looking for a point because they're not going to have very good Christmas periods. Mm. I think Christian Benteke is going to get that goal. Yeah, said it first. (laughs) So, over the next three games, Aston Villa, Chelsea and Palace, I've gone for a draw, a loss and a win. Okay. So, we're going to draw with Villa, lose to Chelsea and beat Palace. And I'll take it, to be honest. Four points. Maybe not the end of the world, but I think we do need six. Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. Well, we could, we could do with nine. That'd be a nice Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> right, okay, so next week, as I say, don't forget the Christmas special. We'll have a good laugh. Um, 
And un- until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Sports Social Podcast Network.